G'day and welcome again to Once When I Was Cool, weekly podcast looking back at all the things that we enjoyed when we were younger. My name's Dave. And I'm Wee Man. And behind the glass, as usual, we have Simon. So, we moving yes, into Dave. the new year. Well, as we record this, we're getting ready to um, move into the new year, but of course by the time it comes out, we'll have already gotten there. Um, and this year marks the 20th year, 20th anniversary since the year 2000, the, cha- the turn of the millennium. So yes. we once, when I was cool, we were really worried about Y2K. Yes, Y2K, when the world will stand still as we know it. Everything will come to a halt. Computers will stop. Planes will fall from the sky. Uh, banks would not be able to give money out. Uh Doomsday prepper stuff. It was a bit of Mad Max sort of stuff where we thought all the oil reserves were going to run out and all the, like you say, the planes were uh, not going to be able to fly. All our time locks would be gone. And um, it was really sort of just short of terror, really, wasn't it? Well, it was. It was more about the the build-up to say that, you know, when it turned over from 1999 to 2000, um, anarchy would reign supreme. Yeah. Well... And I remember I live was living in, um, well, desert, Kalgoorlie, de- desert Western Australia, if you're not familiar with where Kalgoorlie is, have a look at it on the map. Um, and even out there, which, you know, everything was, you know, as technical as it is, it's a, we're, we live in a, a global sort of world these days. Um, how do you like that one? Global world. Nice. <laughs> but... Even out there we had the concerns about everything that's going along. All our ATMs uh, would break down so we wouldn't be able to get access to any money. Um, all the fuel bowsers would stop so everyone was filling up their cars beforehand and all other sorts of ridiculousness going on from there. And we worked in uh, healthcare back in the day, you know, 20-odd years ago and it was going to be that, you know, we couldn't get um, charts, we couldn't get patient access um, yeah, there was hysteria. It was mass hysteria well, like, worldwide. Worldwide. Well, like I said when we were there, um, uh, my wife Tammy was saying that uh, she, she of, of course, is a midwife, and she was saying um, that in preparation they had to go through the maternity ward and fill all their baths with water because we weren't sure whether there would still be a water supply at midnight. Yeah, look... It- it was it was mass hysteria. They were telling people to prepare themselves, you know, get three weeks' worth of water. If you had anything stored electronically, try and print it out, hard copies, you know, have food, have fuel, have money, have torches because, you and know, by, power was not going to work. And by money you meant... Um, Actual money. Cash, yeah, cash, cash in hand. Cash money. Um and even back in, in the day, it was early on um, in, in computer world, really, yep. um, you know, the whole computer systems were going to close, crash, banks would fall to their knees. It was going to be, like you said earlier, Mad Max type. In the apocalypse. Hmm. And um, I remember there was a lot of preparation worldwide seemed to be going on. Um, lots of people... Uh, well, lots of countries were doing preparedness, having all these different sorts of plans in place. But just just to get back to what it actually was, they were just saying that the computer systems, the way that they were designed, 
they, to save a little bit of space, and we don't worry about space so much these days, instead no. of it saying 1980, it would just say yep. 80 and we all just knew it was going to be 1980. So what they were worried about is, well, when it gets to 1999 and then it turns over, what will it do? Will it go back to 1900 again? And I guess that's because the, that system, that analogue system of uh, design in a digital world had not been around in 1900 and didn't really come until sort of the 50s and 60s when the computers were being developed. So they weren't sure because it hadn't been tested before. But these days for preparedness, they, you know, people run run and run and run and run different tests just for every different scenario and that didn't seem to be a thing that people had any faith in. No, and a lot of people and companies didn't do anything until 1999 because they thought in 1980 when they first predicted this, um, they, they were like, oh, well, we've got plenty of time to sort it out. But some countries spent millions and millions and millions of dollars and back in those days it was that's still a lot of money. It's a lot of money today by any means. But looking at it 20 years ago, it was it was monstrous amounts of money. And, and turned out to be all for nothing because I don't know that there was a great deal of anything happened. No, there's little little glitches here or there. I think in Australia the bus ticketing systems didn't work properly or something along those lines. Oh, okay. That was in Australia. That sounds about right. Yeah, they're not working that well now. But worldwide I think, you know, I, I heard... Um, some guy got a a ninety one thousand uh, dollar bill for uh, not returning a particular movie for a hundred years because to the video shop to the video shop. So um, and it only had been out; it was a new release. So <laughs> I think he got away with not having to pay that. I think in um, Japan there was some internal flight um, problems in terms of at the terminals with when flights were going and coming and going, but no planes dropped out of the sky. Um, just little glitches in some of the companies. I think um, some uh, some companies did revert back to 1900, but they fixed them by the next day. Yep. Uh, you know, just... All simple stuff. Simple stuff. I think one company, and it might have been a bank, went from 1999 to 1900. <laughs> so... <laughs> And that's you know, a bank they're looking after your money. Yeah, well, there was one bank I think in America that they couldn't um, transfer $700,000 in taxes but they had that fixed pretty rapidly. Yeah. I remember there was a story that China had taken it so seriously that they um, mandated that every CEO and executive of any airline um, had to have their problem sorted and to make sure they had it sorted they said that every... CEO and executive of every airline had to be in the air as it clicked over to 2000 just to make sure. Fair call. That's um, that's uh, one way of making sure it uh, it works properly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly right and it uh, seemed to make, well, I guess it makes sure that people keep them honest. Yeah, look, the hysteria, I'm looking back and, you know, thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe you know, things might might not work. I didn't really get into it that much. It didn't phase me particularly that much. I think, um, you know, the biggest thing that I think I was concerned about was that, as everyone was, that the it would start uh, send um, nuclear weapons up into... Um, space. Into space or do something silly like that, mm. you know. 
that was more my concern. I thought, mm. were you fooled by it? No, I sort of, you know, had a couple of mates that by then were fairly into computers, and they just went, yeah, no, I wouldn't do anything because mm. I, you know, they were a lot of the companies were trying to sell products to, you know, update this and this will sort out your Y2K problem. But uh, no, it and was all no the issue. all the computer stuff had Y two K compliance stickers on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all that meant was that when they actually wrote the programs, they wrote wrote in that um, you know they have the four year digits instead of the two year digits. I think what they're saying now is two thousand and thirty eight is going to be another uh, computer issue, something to yeah. do with the way that they set the seconds from 1970 or something like that. It was the difference between 32-bit and 64-bit. Apparently once you've gone to 64-bit, it's a trillion years away, whereas 32-bit 2038 was the answer or 16-bit to 32-bit or something like that. You know how you can get uh, different programs that are 32-bit yep. or particularly with Windows? Um, and that, you know my love of conspiracies and all things weird like that. There's a story of um, a time traveller, uh, a guy named John Titor, T-I-T-O-R, who was a time traveller who said he came from the year 20... I think he came from the year 2038 and his story was that he came back because he had to come back to 1976 to pick up a particular type of IBM computer that only ran on this sort of system and this was how it figured out and... Um, he then had to get back to his time but in the meantime he said that the way time travel worked was you had to do it in jumps, you couldn't do it in, you couldn't make that distance in one go so he stopped in this time and he was around, they he was on interviews and he was on message boards and he put the um, the diagrams of um, his type of time travel machine and um, his... Uh, how he got about, it was basically a little car that he had that that he'd retro, that had been retrofitted and he came up with all these sort of outlandish sort of things and then one day disappeared. No one had heard from him again. So um, Maybe he'd travelled. But this is what maybe, he had, well, that's what I think he was trying to get people to, to understand. But he, um, the science behind why he was coming was actually very accurate and it was all about this 2038 um, with the computer glitches and... It was based on all the old systems and I don't think anyone's got those sort of operating systems anymore. No. Okay, I didn't know that that was a thing. Time travel, time travel or? Well, I've seen Back to the Future but yeah. and they've retrofitted same the car thing. there. Yeah, same thing. Did he have to get up to 88 miles per hour? I don't know. He didn't, he didn't elaborate on that. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. So, Dave, did you prepare... Did you have um, to do anything differently? I seem to remember I was mildly concerned and I built into the hysteria somewhat. I think the most I did was I went and took money out of the bank so that I had enough money to last me for um, the next couple of days. Other than that, I don't think there was, like I said, I lived in Kalgoorlie. There wasn't much you could do. My car didn't run on a computer chip back then. I... Um, Made sure, I'm pretty sure I probably filled the car up to make sure there was enough fuel and I don't think we stockpiled anything. I don't recall anything like that. Um, my wife wasn't particularly concerned about it and, you know, me being male and lazy didn't really get too concerned about it either. Oh, I'm still not concerned about it now, to be honest with you. No? No, you think it's going to be okay? Yeah, I think it'll be all right. But <laughs> I think if I think back, I was actually um, working um, a night shift Across. On New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it was... Sounds delightful. Ah, uh, yeah. It's one of the joys of the job. 
But um, what we were concerned about is that all the computers that we had at work would crash. So we had to make sure that we had IT support around, which for us out in the in the country was uh, 160, 180 kilometres away. So It was yeah. a fair way off. Yeah, it was a fair way off, but, uh, you know, and they said, oh, well, you can call us. I'm going, but won't the phones be down because <laughs> of landlines? I thought, you know, if that's going to be the case. And they had all generator tests. They were doing all these sort of tests and... Uh, yep. You know, it was this massive, massive failure in terms of it was nothing happened. It didn't. Um, it didn't end the world. It didn't. Um, yeah. Didn't end the world. We just. We're kept still it. going. Yeah, we're still here. And no one, no one seems to be thinking anything of it anymore. It was, it was one of the. It was almost like um, it was a stage sort of hoax that everybody bought into. Well, they're they're looking at that and saying, is is that what it was to try and get um, the IT world uh, more money? Um, you know, program writers, so on and so forth. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I would have thought there was money in computers anyway, but they. There you go, really. So if you've got any stories out there um, about your Y2K experiences, let us know. Uh, once was cool podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get us on most of the socials and, uh, of course, our website, uh, oncewascool.com for all our back episodes and also a link there to be able to contact us if you need to as well. So, Dave, moving forward from there, do you think um, this was just a hoax? A conspiracy theory? I, I don't know. I think there's some merit in it. I think that people, as we say, people do systems checks and uh, all the like and no one seems to pay much attention to it. But there's certainly a lot of different system checking in that time. Sorry, we're back. We just had a little technical issue there, so we're going again. So It wasn't Y2K, though. wasn't Y2K, no. It was just my recorder. So we... To answer your question, no, I don't necessarily think it was a conspiracy type thing. I think it was a genuine issue. People had genuine concerns about it. And even if it was a conspiracy for people to make money out of Y2K preparedness, um, it's 20 years later now, so it doesn't really matter. No, it, no, it doesn't. And I think I, I have to agree. I, I think it was um, a real thing, but I think it was fixed by the nerds of the day. But my question <laughs> to you, Dave, is what happens if that happened, say, uh, on this New Year's at 2020? Mm. So what? the Y2K20? Yeah, mm. the Y2OK. No, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. No, look, I, I don't know. I like to think we're a little bit more learned, a little bit more prepared. I don't know if it's lessons learned from Y2K. Um, no one seems to mention it anymore. It seems to be a bit of a blip on the radar of the past. And I think that's, like I said, maybe 2038 might be uh, another mad rush, but mm. we, we shall see. Mm. Yeah. I, look, I like to think that we're a little bit... Um, better prepared for these sorts of things and with the computer technology we've got and we can, you know, um, Elon Musk can send a, a Tesla convertible into space so we should be able to deal with a, a bit of a computer date issue. Well, I saw that for the first time today. He's, oh, yeah. he's Tesla with the, the, the dude. The, the spaceman. Spaceman driving it. How cool is that lucky spaceman? Rocketing around in a free Tesla. Yeah. So I suppose... Um, 
you know, is is this a uh, reason why we have some of the doomsday preppers we have today? Oh, I don't know. I reckon those people have been around since Cold War, war days. I think there's people been prepping ready for invasions for a long, long time. But do you think this was a drive for more of them to, to leading up to that? That you, you know, people. I think people went to ground around that time. I believe people went to ground. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I don't know. I don't really think much about it anymore. I don't, don't really think it had that much influence on the way people think. It might have kick-started a movement, but if it did, it's very underground. I've never heard of anything of it. Mm. Okay. Mm. So uh, Y2K, obviously nothing that we really have to worry about now or into the future until 2038 if we're still here mm-hmm. um, as in individuals mm-hmm. uh, on the airwaves. Uh so was it was it as bad as what it was made out to be? Uh, do you think we'll see something like this again in the future? Me or the listener? Oh, listener, mm. you? Anyone? No, I don't think so. We've got plenty of other things to worry about at the moment. There's a lot more going on than whether the date on our computer or our car clock clicks over. Yeah. So I don't know that that's a big problem. But, you know, if you have an opinion, if you're listening in and you have a thought on this, please let us know. We've given you the socials before. Um, and like I said, once was cool, podcast at gmail.com. We will leave it there. Um, thank you for listening in. Thanks for telling a friend. And uh, we will look forward to catching you next time. Simon, thanks very much. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, we. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.